Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, faithful? Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you on this Wednesday, (laughs) I think. It's so funny. I I do a podcast. It's a very small operation. It's a one-man show for the most part. But just the little hiccup of the Monday night football game. Throws the whole week into turmoil. Shoving everything into, you know, two days into one is difficult. Let alone what the players and coaches and their families go through. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think, mentioned it probably four times in his last two press conferences. How difficult it is just by one day. And it does make a difference. Shout out to the Countdown crew. uh, Showing up strong this Wednesday afternoon. I freaking love it. We do have a giveaway today um, for those who had the 49ers Rush podcast as one of their top podcasts. And let me just say this. We're doing two giveaways, one of them today. The next giveaway will be on Saturday. So if you're a part of Spotify or Apple Playlist or wherever, uh, just needs to show, take a screenshot of the 49ers Rush Podcast as one of your top podcasts. Email that to me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, or DM me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman uh, to enter in that. So we're going to give one away today. We're going to give one away on our Friday slash Saturday episode. I'm hoping we can get that done, but that's what we got today. Um, Anyway, a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be talking playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, playoffs. Uh, What it will take for the 49ers to make it. A little bit of draft talk as well, going through injuries, some good and some positives, negatives, all that kind of stuff and more, plus defensive film that I went through this morning at about 5 o'clock this morning, and yikes, not the way you want to wake up. 
but I was dead set on figuring out what the main issues were. You know, you watch the broadcast and you get kind of a general feel for what's working or not working in our case. And there's a lot of things. Well, I came away from watching the film and we're going to jump in. I'm going to share some of that with you today and talk through just how do they fix it? How do they move forward and more? And as always, any questions, comments that you guys have, please throw those into the chat. Uh, just tag me so I can see it at John Chapman. That'll make it a little bit easier. So let's go to the injuries. Uh, 49ers had their first practice of the week after getting just one day off. Uh, you play Monday night, you get Tuesday off, back to work on Wednesday. Um, now, there are some injuries, some new ones. Hold your breath here. It's not as bad as it sounds. We'll go over it. Here's Kyle Shanahan giving you the quick injury rundown for this week. Um, DB, Debo Samuel has a foot contusion, will not practice. Um, K1 Williams ankle um, will not practice today. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the week. Uh, Mosley hamstring also not practicing today. We'll see how it goes in the week. Um, and Kevin Givens excuse for personal reasons. There you go. The Debo, as soon as I heard Debo and foot, I, I just immediately just four letter words flew out of the mouth. What, what the hell? What's going on here? This can't be true. What's wrong? What's wrong? Turns out, calm down. Pump the brakes, Chapman. It's going to be okay. Uh, he took a knee to the foot. It has no um, relation to his uh, off-season injury with the Jones fracture, so he's fine. Kyle Shanahan even went on to reassure people later on. If if we had to you know, go later in the week, if this was the second practice of the week, he'd, he'd be out there. He's just fine. He just took a knee to a foot. No big deal. He's fine. So that's great with Debo. Juan, K1 Williams. Hopefully I can learn how to stop mixing up Quan Alexander and Kwan Williams uh, names. They're spelled so similarly. Anyway, I need to move on from that. Kwan Williams did not practice today. However, however, he was limited. This is great news on so many fronts. One, because he is a Pro Bowl level nickel cornerback, which we are missing. If you watch anything with the Bills and it, it, it get back to the film, that nickel position was a weakness in the run game. Passing game, man coverage, zone coverage, all across the board, all four quarters. Number 27, never needs to take a snap again for the 49ers or any NFL franchise. Um, get him in the coaching. He's an amazing guy. Everybody says positive things about him. That's great. Work ethic, amazing. That's wonderful. Not an NFL player. Um, I have a great work ethic. Don't put me at nickel cornerback in the NFL. What's going to happen? The Bills will do to you what they did to the 49ers. Um, but just the fact that Quan Williams has the possibility of playing this week, that's huge. It's everything. Um, we've got to get somebody back in that spot because that was just straight trash. So hold it out, Hope there. We'll get updates throughout the week. But just the fact that he's been limited early in the very first practice this week, very, very promising, very promising. Manuel Mosley, another guy that could play there. He did not practice either with a hamstring. Um, he wasn't even limited. So kind of lets you know where we're at with those two. It looks like it's going to be Quan Williams or number 27. Yikes. I hate that. Tom Compton was out with a concussion. Um, you had, you know, the rookie McKivitz kind of came in. Um, whenever he went out, they were alternating quarters. And then once he got that concussion, it seemed like McKivitz was in there. I haven't gone over the offensive film yet, so I can't really tell you how he performed relative to Compton. But to be honest with you, they're both pretty bad. <laughs> Neither one of them are good. DJ Jones, man, you know, he had an injury to his ankle, just like every damn 49ers player in 2020. Here's what the head coach quickly had to say with some bright news, some good news on DJ Jones. 
Wasn't a high ankle sprain, um, so very fortunate that'll play again for us this season. Um, but it's not healthy enough to go today. Um, so I'm holding out hope for it this week, but it'll be a day-to-day thing. It's just one of those things, man. You, you can't, you just can't get there. You know, I made the comment last week, and I made the comment during the game, DJ Jones should not be the starting defensive tackle. It should be Javon Kinlaw, and it should be Kevin Givens. Kevin Givens should be the starter, but not like this. Um, I, I don't like it. Now, DJ Jones is a great player. I'm not trying to say he shouldn't be playing, but, you know, the starter should be Kevin Givens. The backup player should be DJ Jones. There's no doubt about that. If you look at the film over the course of 2020, it's not even close. Now, DJ Jones last year was great until he got injured. And he's been good, but not near as good as 2019. And so I want Givens just because he's so much more disruptive. And with our defensive line with the injuries to, you know, D Ford, Nick Bosa, whatever else, we're not causing disruption in the backfield. DJ Jones doesn't do that. He doesn't. He's a plugger. He's not a disruptor. Kevin Kivens is the opposite. He gets into the backfield. He's a penetrating defensive tackle. We need to see more of him. Guy we need to see less of, Kentavious Street. I can tell you this after going through the film today, which we're going to switch over to here in any minute. That guy, he's almost number 27 bad. Kevin Givens. I'm sorry, I just messed up his name. I apologize about that. Kentavious Street. He's bad. And now with DJ Jones out, you're talking about this guy's going to be getting even more snaps. Um, I hate to see it because he's just a guy that hasn't panned out. Um, his technique's poor. He plays with his back to the ball carrier almost as often as he does staying in his gap. Um, I think probably one of the worst players we have this year. And I, I hate to be so negative, but when you see number 95 out there, bad things are going to happen. Bad things. He still doesn't have a sack. He's got more roughing the passing penalties this year than he does sack. sack. So um, anyway, take that for what you will. Now, the last comment before we jump to the film, there was a report out Sunday before the game. John Lynch was on ESPN, and he said, we've gotten some good news, some good reports back with Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. We might be able to expect them back a little sooner. Well, it didn't take long for Kyle Shanahan to put the, the lid on that one. So here, here's the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, asking about that report that John Lynch gave, and he did not mix words. Him answering a question, probably. I mean, those guys are working their tails off right now, and um, but they're still part of the rehab, just trying to get back and be a part of this. But um, it's not anytime soon right now. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like the it's the last two weeks it's what we got definitely not happening this week no limited practice perhaps next week against the dallas cowboys which uh gotta bring up i never thought i would see the day where the 49ers versus the cowboys would be <laughs> would be flexed out of a primetime game but that's what we have the 49ers were going to be playing the cowboys next week sunday night they got flexed down for the Cleveland Browns, for the Browns, and I think they're playing like the Giants or something. Um, anyway, that's 2020 in a nutshell for you. It's it's just it's it's a bad <laughs> it's just a bad year, man. Um, anyway, take it for what it is. You move on. 49ers don't have control of that now. Um, now I have to film up on on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, and so you can kind of track some of the stuff that's going on there. Having said all those things, I want to do our giveaway, our first giveaway. Um, again, these are people 
who listen to the 49ers Rush podcast more than any other podcast out there, at least in their top five. I get it. Uh, some podcasts do six, you know, five or six a week. We do four, which is a lot. Uh, I remember back whenever we used to do one a week. Uh, man, my first year and a half, and people kept asking for more, asking for more. Then we jumped up to two. Then we jumped up to three. Then the Super Bowl run started to happen last year. We went up to four. Um, now I probably talk too damn much for you guys, but I do want to say it's incredible. When you guys send me positive stuff, it helps so much. I feed off that. As a teacher, you don't ever get positivity back from students just because they're teenagers and their brains don't work properly yet. It's not their fault. It's just genetics and science. Uh, but man, I, I do want to say, uh, and if it's not me, whatever podcast you listen to, reach out to them and just say, thank you. Uh, it's a big deal. I've started doing that recently after, you know, I received some of these positive words. So, um, again, if you share your top podcast, email it to me, 49ers rush, uh, podcast at gmail.com or JL underscore Chapman at Twitter. So let me tell you this, the faithful from afar. I love it. I have received um, emails and DMs from just in this past week since we talked about doing this. Australia, Germany, Japan, Mexico, Brazil, so many people from afar. So what I wanted to do this one, uh, why not? I'm paying for shipping. I'm going to send some 49ers rush gear out uh, to one faithful from afar. The next week, or sorry, Friday or Saturday, we'll do a more domestic uh, listener. Anyway, so... Just want to say thank you to everybody who participated from overseas. Really do appreciate it. And the winner this time is, I'm going to mess this name up. Whew, I'm going to mess this name up. Mateus Giacchini um, from Brazil. Congrats and thank you. Uh, I even looked up some Portuguese. And I'm going to butcher this one too. Obrigado. Mateus, that was straight trash, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry to butcher your name and your greeting in your native tongue. But thank you, brother. Um, I will be in contact with you to get your mailing information. And I'll be sending some stuff your way, man. So to help you uh, represent the 49ers Rush podcast from afar, absolutely love it. Uh, incredible, man. I just want to say thank you just to everybody out here. Uh, so let's jump into some questions. You know, I'm seeing some stuff come up there. What's up, Sergio? Always glad to see you, brother. Tommy uh, Huxley, the handsome devil himself. You lucky SOB. I've got your jersey. Tommy, we're just doing giveaways like crazy. Tommy won the Brandon Ayuk jersey if you missed out. I'm sending that out to you. Uh, you're going to be covered. Uh, now, the title of the episode. Can we win them all? Uh, every third stroke says, of course we can win them all. Will we? Who knows? The 49ers can make it in the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. We're one game out. One game out of the seventh seed right now. That's all we are. We have four conference games in a row, two of which are division games. Um, now, the head coach was asked about this and what has to take place. And here's what Coach Kyle Shanahan said. We got, you know, three, we, we got four more games that we can account for uh, that we're in charge of, and we got to win all of them. You know, I mean... I felt going into this game that these, and I felt starting with the Rams, and I felt like this game was a playoff game for us. Um, and then when you lose it, you just leave stuff up to other people. And I know with our team right now, um, the only thing that we can count on and control is making sure we win the rest of these. And that starts versus Washington next week. Uh, we got a short week. I just want the guys to get back to this hotel. Don't plan on seeing any of them tomorrow. Um, coaches are going to get together, and we're going to get ready for Washington, have the guys rehab. Um, you know, they still left a lot out there tonight, you know, physically and everything. So hopefully we spend tomorrow um, right and when they, when they see us on Wednesday. Um, we're coming to ready to go versus Washington. I mean, it starts with the first game, but um, we know we got to win all of these. So 
Um, we got to focus on Washington and get that done and then look to the next week. And I think that he hit it. You know, the mindset has to be win at all. He said he's had that same mindset all the way back to the Rams game. Um, I, I said many times, I have the video to prove it. If there was one game you were going to lose down this uh, six-game stretch, it was the Buffalo Bills. Why? Because it's not a conference opponent. One, conference record is the tiebreaker between non-division opponents versus head-to-head. -head. Um, then it's conference uh, winning percentage, which we're behind it. But with four straight games against NFC opponents, you have the opportunity to jump up in that if you went out. And this team went out. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some rough ones. You got Washington, Dallas, Arizona, and the Seahawks. All winnable games. There's no doubt about that, especially if you apply to the fact Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle possibly could be back for those last two. That makes it even more winnable. Um, Dallas and Washington, 100% winnable. I understand the Washington Reds or, ooh, almost did it. Almost dropped the R word. The Washington did just beat the undefeated uh, previously undefeated Steelers, but that is a winnable game. There's no doubt about it. They're they're not a very uh, formidable team, but they do have some strengths in defensive line, um, and they've got one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, and Terry McLaurin. So th there are some positives there. Uh, they're a good team, but very very winnable game uh, this week and next week. So we'll have to see what happens. Now we'll be going into their strengths, weaknesses, and all that stuff later on. But can this team, what is the recipe? How can this team achieve all of their wins? And I think this takes us right into our Buffalo Bills conversation. Because the defense finally had a bad game. The recipe for success for 2020 with all the injuries has been great defense and offense just enough to get the win. We didn't see that this week. The offense actually had a little bit of an uptick, and the defense almost didn't even show up. Um, so uh, Kyle Shanahan, they asked him about this, and the quote is, the defense has carried us. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Didn't work out well. Um, I know that we did blitz sometimes. Um, when I get back to our hotel here in a second, I'll find out how much. But um, when we did blitz, he got away from it and made some big plays um, with some receivers running across the field. When we didn't, he just dinked and dunked it and got after us too. So, um, you know, our defense has been, I think, carrying us all year and has played really good this year. Um, they're up at big challenge today. Um, we didn't play our best on D. Um, that's why we had to on offense and special teams. And it was going to be one of those type games that was going to be a shootout. And um, we missed a few. I think we had a chance to do it on offense, um, make this game similar to how New Orleans was last year. It's kind of the game that I thought was being dictated. Um, they held on to the ball for a while. I thought when we had that drop on third down, um, we lost our little momentum, didn't get to touch him much, and uh, just got away from us. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Uh, when the offense <laughs> just does enough, but the defense is great, you can win games. Tight, close ball games, look at the Rams, things like that. That's what you can do. But against this, it didn't work. Now, if you're curious how many times we blitz, I, I want to put this up there, so throw this up in the chat. How many times do you think that the 49ers blitz the Bills? I have the exact number. I'll share it with you. Type in there. How many times do you think we blitz? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30? Keep going. Uh, just to put this into perspective, we had 68 defensive snaps. How many times do we blitz? Now, a blitz is constituted as any time you bring more than four, okay? More than four guys. You have your 14 linemen. Um, if you bring five, six, seven, eight, those are blitzes. 
Um, usually you don't bring an eight-man blitz unless you're Greg Williams and you are fired because you suck as a human and a coach. But anyway, throw it up in the chat. How many blitzes did the 49ers do? And as we do know, it did work. <laughs> Whether we blitzed and were in man coverage in the back, Josh Allen did just fine. Whether we stayed back and played zone and only brought four, didn't get pressure, Josh Allen did fine. Josh Allen was on fire um, against us. His statistically best game of his NFL career, whenever you just look at passing efficiency, was against the top defense. And the 49ers are a top defense. You look at the metrics across the board, we have allowed the sixth fewest yards in the nfl even after this game sixth fewest yards um but man he led us up <laughs> there is no doubt about that so uh scrolling through this let's see here still haven't got a correct answer we've got 7 11 3 6 4 34 russ five blitzes 25 still not the correct answer i'm going to give you guys one more chance uh to throw it up there the correct number of blitzes but everything that we have done has been since Nick Mullins took over. You have to kind of just say, all right, we have Nick Mullins. And if you go to 2019, I think this is what's important. And I understand why people get mad at Nick Mullins. I, I, I can't stand him. <laughs> I don't want him as my quarterback. I really, really don't. But this game was not on Nick Mullins. It wasn't. It wasn't. The dude has not thrown more than one touchdown pass in six straight starts. Goes out there and throws three touchdowns, 300 yards. Say, well, he threw two interceptions. I get that. One of those interceptions was on the rookie, Brandon Ayuk. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. But Nick Mullins didn't lose this game. I think this was Nick Mullins' best start this year by far. And you're like, well, we were in shootouts last year and we won. Look at the Saints game. Yeah, you're right. That was with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing for 400 yards and like four touchdowns. That stuff doesn't happen very often. If you're expecting Nick Mullins to go four touchdowns, no interceptions, and whatever else... Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I'll leave it at that. That's not the recipe with this team. You don't have Kittle. You don't have Jimmy Garoppolo. You have Nick Mullins, undrafted free agent at quarterback. Therefore, adjust accordingly. If the defense lays a dud like they just did this week, then guess what? That's what you're going to get. And it wasn't so much that we got blown out. We lost by 10 points. And again, that's with throwing an interception in the end zone that's with getting stopped at the one yard line that's with uh an interception against your own end zone you could have had opportunities to win that game the offense played well enough to win that game i really do believe that but again their ceiling is severely limited it's, it's what it is and you guys just can't guess for garbage y'all still ain't got it that's okay the correct number on the blitzing numbers was 12 12 blitzes um, out of 43 dropbacks. So you're talking one out of every four pass plays, but it didn't work. Um, the NFL passer rating when blitzed was a 130.9, which, to be fair, is lower than when he wasn't blitzed. When he wasn't blitzed, he had a 140.7. <laughs> um, it was just bad all the way across the board. Uh, 153.8 is a perfect passer rating, which he was pretty damn close to. Um the dude just went off, threw for 375 yards and four touchdowns. Um, yeah, he destroyed us. <laughs> we we got we got boat raced on that one on defense. Um, it hurt. Yeah, you were one off, Tomos. It doesn't count, man. You got to be exact. Got to be exact. <laughs> but anyway, so that's where we are defensively. The recipe moving forward. 
Okay, and now you look at the teams that we have, at least the next two weeks. You have Washington and Dallas. We'll, we'll deal with the last two games once we get to that one. But these last two games are not like the Buffalo Bills. They're not. They do not have the capabilities of doing what the Bills did to us. These are very winnable games with suspect quarterback play. Um, Alex Smith is in my heart forever and always. He will win defensive uh, comeback player of the year, or comeback player of the year, not defensive. Um, he's going to win it. He should win it. Now, the runner-up should be Trent Williams or Jason Verrett on our teams, but Alex Smith deserves it more than them. I love him. He's not what he used to be, and he doesn't have the weapons that the Bills have. They really, really don't. And so this game coming up, you know how to win. Good defensive performance, control the ball on offense, run the ball. Super easy. Now, the offensive line was much better this week. Nick Mullins, I think he got sacked one time. That was it. And so you're starting to see improvement, <laughs> I guess is what I want to say. No, he wasn't sacked once. Yeah, Nick Mullins didn't get sacked one time. Um, so you're starting to see improvement, but you're still not to the point where you need to be. Um, anyway, I want to take a real quick break and hear from our sponsor. Here we go. We got a Christmas special, guys. Here we go. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That can't end. 2020 has been awful. And let's be honest, we all deserve a win. And we all deserve to have a little fun. So head over to the one place that guarantees that. And that's my bookie. There's only one sports book that doesn't care whether you are naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports and more. And here's the thing. Sign up today. Receive the ultimate stocking stuffer. A 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. 50% up to $1,000. That's incredible. That's a great place to start. But we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And in my bookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. They got them going all year round. It's simple. Head over to mybookie.ag. Enter in the promo code 49ers49ERS and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over there and let's get going. Let's get some winning going. This winner, bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, now tomorrow is Thursday night football. Um, it's the Patriots versus the Rams. Uh, Patriots are on fire. Uh, they are playing incredible. They just put up one of the most lopsided victories ever against the Chargers, 45-0. to Totally skunked them. The last four weeks, the Patriots have beaten the Cardinals, the Ravens, and the Chargers. They are on a tear. Now, Belichick has played very, very well against Sean McVay and go all the way back to the Super Bowl where that magnificent offense of the Rams put up three points. Um, I'm taking the Patriots in those points. Five and a half points is a lot. Um, I think that the Patriots can keep it close. Uh, they've been playing well. And I, the main reason why I love the Patriots, one, just because I hate the Rams, but two, the Patriots defense is finally starting to play like the Patriots defense. And they had a warm-up. Because the offense that the Chargers are running now is very, very similar to what McVay and... Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It... it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. 
On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Goff do uh, offensively. Absolutely love this matchup. I put down 10 to win 19. I'm taking the points. Patriots by five and a half. Uh, plus, it just makes Thursday night football so much more fun. You know, you consider it. And I always say this. Let me say this. If you have a problem with gambling, please, God, do not bet with us. That is not what this is. Uh, gamb uh, betting is entertainment. Now, the good news is we have made money this year, and that is awesome. Man, could you imagine we put uh, $2 down on Jeff Wilson to score the first touchdown, and he got to the half-yard line. Oh, man, I was on the edge of my seat. I love it. I love it. Anyway, um, I see <laughs> JC. He says, do you all drink more during the week when the Niners lose, or is it just me? It's not just you, brother. It is not just you. I had to make a trip to the store just yesterday for such a reason. Um, Joey, he asks this, is it just me or did Jeff Wilson get way more time on the later drives than Raheem Mostert did? Uh, we needed Mostert magic. I'm with you, man. I cannot believe the third quarter. They basically didn't even give Mostert a carry. And they showed him on the sideline, just sitting there a few times. And you were wondering, man, is he injured? Because when he got hurt early in the year, he kept his helmet on and stood on the sideline. So I was just like, oh no, but no clue what it was. Having said that, Jeff Wilson played really, really well. Jeff Wilson is not Raheem Mostert. You need big explosive plays, and Raheem Mostert is the definition of that. He's got to get more work. Um, now, I, I don't think he needs more than like 15 carries by any stretch of the imagination, but he needs more than what he got. Um, it, it's what it is. Antonio, let's do a little draft talk, he says. Uh, the current pick for the 49ers is 14th. Picking 14. Antonio says this, 49ers will draft a defensive lineman with the first pick in 2021. I can say this, since John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan showed up, every single first pick has been on an offense or defensive lineman. Every single one. Now, you did the second pick in the first round. Reuben Foster the first year was the linebacker. Second pick this year was Brandon Ayuk, a wide receiver. But every single pick has been a defensive or offensive lineman. Um, why not stick with that trend? Uh, <laughs> Got to take it for what you will. And it's interesting. You know, it, there's so many different people that want to draft a quarterback. And I understand that. I really, really do. Um, the last few times we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been elite. You've got to go all the way back to the regular season. It's basically the Saints game. Um, that, that was the last time he was really great. 
And, you know, you got through the playoffs where he was a non-factor. You get through the Super Bowl, he was way better than Patrick Mahomes for the first three and a half quarters. And then he just kind of fell apart at the end. He's 3-3 three and three this year, battling the injury. It's been a while. Fan bases need to be reassured. And unfortunately, because he's injured, we don't get that. So hopefully, Jimmy Garoppolo comes back those last two weeks, whether we're in the playoff hunt or not, we got to get Jimmy Garoppolo starting. You have to to get this fan base, to get the locker room, to get the front office. He needs to go out there and ball out. And if he can do that, that'll squash, you know, the trade-up for quarterback talk. Because, again, you're picking a 14. You're not getting a franchise quarterback at 14. I hate to tell you that. You've got to trade up to the top seven. So if that's the case, now you're talking about bundling picks up, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of rough. We'll have to see here. Um... Anyway, take that for what you will. Uh, I, know, I know we could always talk draft stuff. We're going to have plenty of time for that. Uh, Thomas, he says this. What happened to Grasu? If he was playing center and Brunskill at guard, that would be perfect. Here's the problem in the kind of hierarchy of needs. Uh, if you want to get into like Mavlovs and, uh, Mavlovs and all that stuff, whatever. Center is so much more important than guard. You could keep Brunskill at guard, which he was terrible at unless he goes against Aaron Donald. Then he balls out for some reason. It's weird. But you've got to have a good center. Grasu was really good at pass protection at center. He was very bad at run blocking. He does not fit our scheme whenever you get to the zone blocking. Brunskill is perfect at it, but he's not as great pass blocking. What does Kyle Shanahan prefer? You have to be able to run block to play in his scheme. Um, that's why Brunskill is there. Also, trying to figure out if Colton McKivitz could be a starter moving forward. It's not looking like it so far. You definitely cannot go into 2021 happy with what you have at right guard. Tom Compton probably will not be back. Colton McKivitz, that's fine. He can compete for a spot, but you've got to get somebody else, whether it's a free agent you bring in or draft somebody. We need interior offensive linemen. Whether you draft a center or you draft a guard, you've got to address it at some point. You just have to. Uh, Kyle says this, uh, John Chapman, you're by far, oh, thank you, man. You're by far the best 49ers podcast I've found. Thank you for all you do. Dude, love it, man. Appreciate it for the kind words. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, Niner Drag, Kyle's been coach that we've had, oh, here we go. we got to parse this one together a little better on my part. Since Kyle's been coach, we have only had two back-to-back 100-yard games by running backs. That's incredible. I did not know that stat. Um... Man, and I think a lot of it goes to this. Had so many injuries. Think about how Raheem Mostert got a start. He was the fifth option. He was the fifth. You had Jarek McKinnon. He goes down. You had Tevin Coleman. He goes down. You had Matt Breda. He goes down. Then you get to Raheem Mostert, right? This year, Raheem Mostert's the guy. He goes down. Tevin Coleman's the guy. He goes down. Jarek McKinnon's the only guy that has been healthy. But then you get Jeff Wilson. He comes out and balls out. He goes down. Jermichael Hasty comes out. He goes down. Kyle Shanahan running backs get hurt. One, he likes the smaller, more compact speed guys. And because of that, eh, they're not going to hold up to you know the contact near as much because he likes that speed. But, man, I think Kyle Shanahan's ideas whenever he first became a head coach with the 49ers and where he is now have changed dramatically on how many positions you have to keep at the running back position for the roster because he loses them all. He loses them all. And so I think that's kind of a big deal, especially with Kyle. Now, um, go back to his time in Atlanta. He had two running backs that were healthy for three straight years. Vontae Freeman, 
went three straight incredible years. And Tevin Coleman, he missed some games, but he was there. They only had two guys, and it worked just fine. Here you got five guys, still not enough. Um, it is interesting. Sergio, uh, John Chapman, the international man of history. I love it. Uh, I believe that is Austin Powers, but I will take it as a compliment. We love you, brother. Loving your success. In John, we trust. That's what's up, man. Uh, freaking love it. Now, a couple other things that I wanted to get to. I had some other clips that I wanted to talk about. Um, one is Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk as a punt returner. This kind of got lost because the defense, as you're seeing on the screen now, they sucked all game. We only forced one punt. One punt. That Bills offense scored on six straight possessions. But the one time they did punt, Brandon Ayuk was back there to return. Trent Taylor was a healthy scratch. And Kyle Shanahan talked just a little bit about what it means to have Ayuk back there as a punt returner. I've been wanting to use him. You know, we, it was, we always knew we would use him there if he did as good as he did in college and nothing's changed. And we felt that since the day we met him. Um, but you want to wait till he's consistently getting out there, getting a few more practices in. And um, I told him on Wednesday um, when we met at the early in that week that he was going to have some opportunities in the game. Um, I didn't know exactly what, which, which ones, but that's also what went into Taylor going down, that we knew we had two guys that we could go with, Richie or Ayuk. Um, I wanted to give Ayuk a chance, and um, he got one on the first punt of the game. You know, <clears> It just happened to be really late, and he did with it what we were hoping he could do. And I, I understand people's philosophy on that. I mean, you know, when you have a starting receiver like that, you're probably not going to put him out there every single time. Um, but I also I view punt returns and kick returns as two totally different things. Um, punt returns, I think, are a lot easier to protect yourself on um, as opposed to a kickoff return. And I, I love it. You have to manufacture sparks, right? This offense, as long as you have Nick Mullins back there, it, it's muffled. Okay, it, it can be efficient, but it's not explosive. And so whenever you get into games like the Bills with a high-scoring offense, uh, Arizona or Seattle the last two weeks, you have to create. Um, you know, I don't, I, don't mind, uh, I don't mind our punt return Richard James. He's fine, whatever. But he's not brought any explosiveness whatsoever to the position in two straight years. You got to change something up. You look at the Cowboys. They've got C.D. Lamb back there. Um, you can't have him back there every time, for sure. But you have a safe returner, and you have an explosive returner. Safe returner is if it's a possibility of a fair catch and, you know, they're punting against the end zone, you put the safe guy back there, no need to take an extra hit. But if defense holds them to like a three and out and they're punting from their 25 or 35, you put your explosive guy back there because he's going to have a little wiggle room. And you even tell them, look, when in doubt, call fair catch. Fair catch isn't a bad thing. But if you think you've got room, go be you. Look at what Brandon Ayuk did in college, at junior college first off, and then also he was the special teams player um, of the entire conference whenever he was at the junior college, and then whenever he went to Arizona State, he still had a lot of success there. That's always one of the key caveats to Kyle Shanahan recruit or you know evaluating wide receivers is can they make how do they do in the return game. He wants guys that can win one-on-one -on, -one on their own and have that explosiveness. Brandon Ayuk completely has that. Now, we do have to say this. Brandon Ayuk's been incredible this year, but we keep forgetting he's a rookie. And we saw one of those rookie mistakes show up with that interception. Hit him right in the hands, uh, going to the ground, bobbled it, which he has bobbled a lot of passes, but he usually comes down with them. Um, led to an interception. Ayuk's great. Um, I think <laughs> if you took out... 
Justin Jefferson and what he's doing, which I think Justin Jefferson's like third in the NFL in receiving at the wide receiver position. Uh, the dude has a possibility of being an all pro, second team all pro player um, his rookie year. That's unheard of, especially with the NFL having so much talent at the wide receiver position. But anyway, you remove him. Brandon Ayuk is the second best wide receiver. You could say, okay, well, Chase Claypool, oh, he's played all the game games. Uh, he hasn't been out. He's got his own quarterback. He's the number three option on his own team or whatever else. Brandon Ayuk has been doing incredible numbers all year with the backup quarterback, and he hasn't even played all the games. Um, so Ayuk was a huge hit. There is no doubt about that. Um Take that for what you will, but you have to remember he's a rookie. You don't want to put too much on him, but you don't want to hold him back too much either. It's it's a weird, sweet spot that you constantly have to find yourself in. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, this week against Washington, they have a hell of a punter, Tress Way, one of the best in the NFL for a long time. But anyway, having said that, he's going to get some chances to return kicks. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this um let's see here oh mike i love it uh i'm faithful i fell in love with the niners in 81 i'm just saying we can't win with mullins maybe washington and dallas that's it and i think you're right man i am with you the good news is jimmy garoppolo should be back after that we'll have to see if he actually is but if if you're telling me right now nick mullins is going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year i'm going to say we're not making the playoffs we're probably not making the playoffs anyway but take that for what you will let's see here john this is from nobody you need to know. What do you look for in a rookie O-lineman to tell you they're teachable to succeed or just to make a play in the NFL? Um, yeah, a couple different things. Again, I go off of Bill Walsh's scouting metric that he created um, after he got out of the NFL. He worked a few years just as a consultant, and he put together and kind of published his own draft criteria. I turned that into a grading rubric because i'm a teacher and a nerd it's what i do uh anyway for each position so i have a 10 to 15 point um in order based off of bill walsh's own notes i kind of shifted a, some stuff around for today's nfl but in the passing game can they anchor okay uh, probably one of the best ways to look at that is mike mcglinchy right i know he's a tackle but it doesn't matter whenever he anchors against a bull rush he gets destroyed you didn't see that in college you didn't see that because he wasn't going up against people like they are now um so at the interior the closer you get to the center the more important it is to anchor so interior offensive linemen can they withstand a bull rush and not give up grass not give up ground into the quarterback you don't want the quarterback being pushed back um the second thing you want is can they get movement and maintain leverage in the run game um so especially with kyle shanahan saying movement is so important you look at teams like Tennessee, they don't give a crap about mobility with their offensive linemen. Not important to them. Uh, they just want big hog mollies that are going to just throw sumo wrestlers. That's not what you want in Kyle Shanahan offense. You're not going to find a guy bigger than 320 pounds almost any time on Kyle Shanahan's offense. Most of them are going to be around 305. That's the metric he wants. Now you get somebody like Trent Williams, who's an anomaly. Um, you know, he, <laughs> The fact that he ran a 4.7 at his size is just stupid. Joe Staley is the prototypical offensive lineman in Kyle Shanahan offense. Somebody that's mobility, you know, used to play tight end, um, you know, really, really fast, better athlete than anything to add size. Daniel Brunskill, he can play tackle, he can play guard, he can play center. Undersized, very, very mobile. Um, so those are kind of the chief ones. I'll do 
once the season's over, you guys know me if you've been here. The draft is my thing. I spend way too much time on it. It's embarrassing, but whatever. Trust me. And especially for the Patreon members. Um, that's the best time of the year for Patreon because we go over every single position. And I will do full-on coaches film breakdown, all 22, uh, because I get it through a scout service. Um, that would pay for this way too much money, but whatever. It's worth it. Uh, anyway, and we'll go through the game film. Now, this year is going to be weird because there's so few college games, but I'll go through it all. Uh, very similar to how I do my Patreon video breakdowns where I pause it and go over technique. So draft coverage is kind of my thing. Um, so anyway, we'll be going over a whole bunch of that. Um, anyway, uh, let's see here. Jason, at least when we lose, we get to be part of the Rush Countdown crew to help heal our wounds. That's right. Therapy 101, Jason. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, let's see here. Barack asked this. Please tell me you're not over Jimmy G just yet. I'm not. Um, now, do I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a top five quarterback in this league? No, I do not. Do I think he's a top 10? Right at that 10 number. You know, I did my preseason rankings. I had him at nine. Might have been a little high. <laughs> um, but again, we haven't seen him be great this year. Even if the 49ers do trade up for a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back next year. Just understand that. He's only due $24 million. And I know that sounds stupid to say, but whenever you look at what these quarterbacks are making out there, good gosh, you've got people like Matt Ryan making $37 million. It were, it, you only save $22 million if you cut Garoppolo, and I just don't think that's the option. No team has ever won a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. Um, the, the way for the 49ers to bring in a quarterback is to have Jimmy Garoppolo there, even if you trade up. You trade up for a first-round quarterback, that's fine. Um, you, you slowly phase him in. You don't throw him out there week one because the 49ers are a contender. It's different when you're Cincinnati and you know this year sucks. It's different, you know, it, you're not that team. This is a championship roster. We just have a couple holes and we'll have to see what happens there. Um, anyway, this has been fun. I, I enjoyed well, this. Sorry about like that. <laughs> I forgot to minimize those videos. They go active when I transition back. My bad. Rookie mistake on me. Uh, I, I pulled a uh, number 27. Anyway, you guys are the best. Appreciate all the support. Uh, we've still got lots of podcasts this week. So we'll be back tomorrow to chit-chat some more. Um, and then we'll have our previews and all that stuff Friday or Saturday. So just want to say thank you for all the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful.